وَلَقَدْ صَرَّفْنَا And certainly we have diversified فِي هَذَا الْقُرْآنِ In this Qur'an لِلنَّاسِ For the people In this Qur'an we have diversified We have explained in many different ways We have mentioned repeatedly again and again مِنْ كُلِّ مَسَلْ From every kind of example What does it mean by this? Every kind of example That at one occasion an example is given To prove the resurrection At another occasion an example is given To prove the oneness of Allah At another occasion an example is given To explain the reality of this life Another occasion an example is given to explain The hereafter And sarrafna It is diversified It is presented in various ways So sometimes it is long It's a very long example And sometimes it is very short Sometimes it is mentioned directly And sometimes it is hinted So min kulli masal Every type of example Has been mentioned in the Quran Meaning every example That is necessary for the people To understand the truth To understand the reality So these examples are mentioned Why? So that people can understand They can comprehend They can bring about a change They can be on their guard We learn in Surah Al-Hashr وَتِلْكَ الْأَمْسَالُ نَضْرِبُهَا لِلنَّاسِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ We strike examples, why? So that people can understand. But do people try to understand? If they do understand the text, do they understand the reality? Very rarely. وَكَانَ الْإِنسَانُ But the human being is ever أَكْثَرَ شَيْءٍ Most in anything, he is jadalan. He has jadal. He has dispute. What does it mean by this? وَكَانَ الْإِنسَانُ أَكْثَرَ شَيْءٍ جَدَلًا أَكْثَرَ شَيْءٍ has been understood as most of anything. Most of anything compared to anything else, the human being is most prone to dispute. If you tell a cow, if you indicate, go into the barn, what's the cow going to do? It's going to go. But if you tell a child, let's go home, no. There's going to be a jadal right there. So, Most of anything, the human being is prone to dispute. Secondly, it is said that أَكْثَرَ شَيْءٍ That in most matters that the human being comes across, he is very argumentative. He disputes a lot. With regards to what? Most matters, most things that he comes across. Very rarely it is that he does not argue. Mostly, anything that he comes across, there is a debate, there is an argument. Why this? Why that? How come like this? Why do I have to do it? And thirdly, أَكْثَرَ شَيْءٍ Meaning, the most of anything that the human being has is what? Jadal. He has jadal in abundance. He has a huge supply of jadal. It never gets exhausted. Never. No matter what age he is in, no matter what role he is in, this is something that he has in excessive amounts. أَكْثَرَ شَيْءٍ جَدَلًا And jadalan. This has been understood as generally people are very argumentative. They dispute a lot. And secondly, it also means that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given an instruction in the Qur'an, He gives an example in the Qur'an, human beings compared to anything else, or human beings most of the time, they argue. So first of all, jadal in the general sense, and secondly, specifically with matters concerning the Qur'an. And remember the kind of argument that jadal is? What kind of argument is it? To prove yourself right, to argue in favor of one's claim, 
that whatever a person is saying, he argues in order to defend his point, to prove that he is right. So we see that وَكَانَ insanu, Human being has been mentioned over here. Kafir has not been said. Because some say al-insan means kafir over here. But this is a part of human nature, regardless of his religion, regardless of his background, regardless of his knowledge even sometimes. This is something that is very typical in human beings. However, when it comes to a true believer, one who submits to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what happens to him? When he comes across something, even if he does not understand it 100%, what is his behavior? It is of acceptance. It is of submission. Because when a person continues to argue, that is a sign of misguidance. That is a sign of misguidance. Especially when a person argues with regards to the religion. When a person objects at the deen, that is a sign of what? Misguidance. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he said, مَا أُوتِيَ قَوْمُ الْجَدَلَ إِلَّا ظَلُّوا No nation is given jadal except that they go astray. People who begin to argue a lot, people who begin to debate a lot, then they are going the wrong way. They are going astray. Because Allah has given these examples in the Qur'an, Allah has given us a scripture, not so that we debate and argue about it, but it is so that we can understand, we can reflect and change ourselves. Think about it. Many times when it comes to religion even, when it comes to the Qur'an, when it comes to aqidah, when it comes to fiqh, when people begin to learn more, what is it that they're very interested in? Differences of opinion. That how do you prove this point? And how do you negate this point? How do you refute it? And what's the answer to that? And what's the answer to that? What's the refutation for that? This is all they're interested in. Whereas Allah did not reveal the Qur'an for this purpose. He revealed it for our guidance. The examples have been given for our guidance, for our understanding, not that we continue to dispute and argue. And we see that the way of the Sahaba, what kind of a way was it? It was of Samirna wa Atarna. They would not argue with the Prophet ﷺ. For example, when the Prophet ﷺ instructed the Sahaba that when you eat camel meat, you have to do wudu. And when you eat any other meat, you don't have to do wudu. Did they say lima? Why? Did they question? Did they object? No. We objected it. So we see that when iman has truly entered a person's heart, then he becomes more accepting. And he becomes less argumentative. He becomes more accepting and less argumentative. But we see that still, this is something that is in the nature of human beings. We learn that Ali ibn Abi Talib, he said that once the Prophet ﷺ came to visit him and his wife Fatima, the daughter of Allah's Messenger ﷺ, and he came to visit at night. And he said, Allah to Are you not going to pray? Meaning, are you not going to pray the night prayer? You know, sometimes if you go to somebody's house late and they're awake, wide awake, you wonder, why are they still awake? Shouldn't they be winding down so that they can sleep, so that they can get up for fajr? So the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah to Aren't you going to get up to pray the Qiyamul Layl? So I said, O Messenger of Allah, our souls are in the hand of Allah. If He wills to wake us, He will wake us up. You understand? You understand? 
He said, it's not within our ability. If Allah wants, He will wake us up. Our souls are ultimately in the hands of Allah. He is the one who takes a soul by night. So Ali anhu he said that when I said that, the Prophet ﷺ went away without returning. And then I heard him as he was walking away, he was slapping his thigh and he was saying, وَكَانَ الْإِنسَانُ أَكْثَرَ شَيْءٍ جَدَلًا For everything he has a reason. For everything he has an excuse. He has a justification. This is the jadal. That he has some excuse, some justification for everything that he wishes. Now Ali anhu he understood what the Prophet ﷺ was telling him. Right? But he just wished to remove the guilt from himself and from his wife. So this is why he said that. It wasn't that he was being disrespectful to the Prophet ﷺ. But because, you know, people generally, they have an excuse for everything, justification for everything. This is why the Prophet ﷺ said that. وَمَا مَنَعَ النَّاسَ And it has not prevented the people... أَنْ يُؤْمِنُوا That they should believe. إِذْ جَاءَهُمُ الْهُدَى When guidance has come to them. When guidance has come to the people, there is nothing that prevents them from believing. وَيَسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّهُمْ And from seeking forgiveness from their Lord. وَيَسْتَغْفِرُوا is connected with what? أَنْ يُؤْمِنُوا Okay? It's connected with أَنْ يُؤْمِنُوا So nothing has prevented the people from believing and from seeking forgiveness of their Lord, after guidance has come to them, illa except antatiyahum sunnatul awwaleen. That the way of the former people should come to them. In other words, that history should repeat itself. Awyatiyahum, or it should come to them, what? Al-adabu, the punishment, how? Qubulan, directly before them. In other words, when Allah has sent guidance, that guidance is clear. That instruction is clear. As we have learned in the previous ayah, that Allah has given many examples, every kind of example, to make people understand the truth. But still, what is it that prevents them from believing? What is it that prevents them from seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It is their defiant demand that what happened to the previous people should also come to them. إِلَّا أَن تَأْتِيَهُمْ سُنَّةُ الْأَوَّلِينَ What was the sunnah of the previous people? That when they denied, they were punished. So now that the truth has come, what do people have left to say? That fine, if we're not believing, why is the punishment not coming? So they want the history to repeat itself. أَوْ يَأْتِيَهُمُ الْعَذَابُ قُبُلَ Or they demand that they should be able to see the punishment. And when they see the punishment, then they will know that the messenger is true. But the fact is that the message that the messenger has brought, it itself is evident. The word qubul is the plural of qabil. And qabil is one who is at the front, one who is right before. And secondly, qubul also means all of a sudden. Mujahid said, qubul is all of a sudden. When something comes from your front, all of a sudden. So, أَوْ يَأْتِيهُمُ الْعَذَابُ قُبُلًا that the punishment should come to them all of a sudden, without any warning, from right before them. This is what has prevented the people from believing. وَمَا نُرْسِلُ الْمُرْسَلِينَ And we do not send the messengers إِلَّا مُبَشِّرِينَ وَمُنْزِرِينَ Except as bearers of good news and also as warners. This is the task of the messengers. What? To give good news and to warn. 
the messengers are not sent to force people to believe to force people to accept so if now the people are not believing the prophet's job is still to continue to warn to continue to give the good news وَيُجَادِلُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِالْبَاطِلِ And those people who disbelieve, what do they do? What do they do? يُجَادِلُ They dispute. They dispute with who? With the messenger. The messenger is giving them good news, he is warning them. But what do the people do in response? They argue with the messenger. But what kind of things do they argue with? Or what kind of points do they present in order to argue with the Prophet, it's batil. Meaning it's baseless things, it's things that do not make sense, it's incorrect, it's completely wrong. So they use the weapons of falsehood to argue with the messenger. Like for example, we see that the mushrikeen of Makkah, what kind of arguments would they put before the Prophet ﷺ? They would say, Is it men? Who are supposed to guide us? All the previous people as well. What did they say to their messengers? Is it men who are supposed to guide us? How can a human being be a messenger? Similarly, they would say, If Allah willed, He would have sent angels to guide. Similarly, the mushrikeen of Makkah, they would say, Who will bring these bones back to life while they have completely decayed and disintegrated? So, whatever things that they would bring to argue with the Prophet ﷺ, and not just him, but the previous messengers as well, whatever objections the people presented, what were they? Batil. They were incorrect. Because if you look at it, when they would say, obviously who else is going to instruct you? Who else is going to instruct you? It's the people. Similarly, Allah should send an angel. But if an angel is sent, how can you relate with him? You would be afraid. Or that, when they would say that who can bring the dead back to life when the dead bodies are completely disintegrated, how is that refuted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That if He can create, He can recreate. So why do they do this? ليُدْحِضُوا So that they can invalidate. يُدْحِضُوا from the root letters دَال حَضَاد دَحَض And دَحَض is to throw something on the ground. You know when someone is defeated in a fight Let's say wrestling or something like that. So what's the sign of their defeat? What's the sign of their defeat? They are made to fall on the ground. So this is what dahad is. That when someone is thrown to the ground, which is a sign of their defeat. It's a sign of their defeat. They cannot get up now. Even if they get up, they have lost. And primarily this word is used for laying an animal on the ground in order to slaughter it. Have you ever seen how an animal is put on the ground in order to be slaughtered? How is it? The head is held. Or for example, the legs are being held. The animal is completely trapped. It cannot get up. This is what dahad is. And dahad, when it is used for an argument, it is to refute an argument. To invalidate a point. To refute it completely. So the disbelievers, they use batil in order to refute لِيُدْحِضُوا بِهِ الْحَقَّ In order to refute the truth. They use batil to refute the truth. Now can you refute the truth with batil? No, you cannot. Can you be successful? You cannot. 
وَاتَّخَذُوا And they have taken ayati my verses وَمَا أُنذِرُوا And that which they were warned of huzuan in ridicule They took the ayat of Allah and also the warnings as huzuan meaning they mocked at the ayat and they also mocked at the warnings that they were given So for example if they were shown some miracle they began mocking at it If they were given some warning they mocked at it And we have learned in the stories of the previous prophets that how when the people were warned, they mocked. So through this ayah, the Prophet ﷺ is being reassured that the previous people, they did not believe in their messengers and they tried to avert the people from the real message by disputing. But despite that, they were punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Despite that, the messengers were victorious. Ultimately, It was the truth that prevailed. So do not give up. وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ And who is more unjust? مِمَّنْ Than the one who ذُكِّرَ بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِ Than the person who was reminded of the ayat of his Lord. He was reminded, he was taught the Qur'an. But what happened? فَأَعْرَضَ عَنْهَا But he turned away from it. He left it. إِعْرَاضِ is a version of the heart. When a person is not interested in something anymore. So he was reminded of the ayat of Allah, but he turned away from them. He didn't have any interest in them. He did not reflect upon them. He did not take a lesson from them. And he did not remember them either. وَنَسِيَ And moreover, he forgot. What did he forget? مَا قَدَّمَتْ يَدَاهُ What his two hands had sent ahead. What does that mean? His deeds, his actions. نَسِيَ مَا قَدَّمَتْ يَدَاهُ He completely forgot the actions that he was doing now. And what kind of actions are meant over here? The bad deeds. Like for instance, acts of disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Arrogance, kufr. So a person is reminded of the ayat of Allah. He turns away from them. And obviously what's going to happen? He's not going to give any attention to the actions that he's performing. He's not going to worry about what has been recorded in his book. Because when a person is connected with the Qur'an, he's constantly reading, he's constantly reminding himself, then what happens? He takes account of his deeds, of his words. But when a person leaves the Qur'an, and a person is not interested in the Qur'an at all, then he will be completely oblivious to the kind of actions that he's performing. He will not care anything. He will not care at all about them. So for such people, Allah says, إِنَّا جَعَلْنَا Indeed we have made عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ Upon their hearts أَكِنَّةً Coverings What are akinna? Coverings, wrappers, things that cover something within itself. So we have placed upon their hearts coverings that completely wrap them. And these coverings, they prevent them from أَنْ يَفْقَهُوهُ That they understand it. That they understand what? The truth. So these coverings prevent such people from understanding the truth. They're unable to understand the truth anymore. And on top of that, وَفِي أَذَانِهِمْ وَقْرًا And in their ears is a heaviness that prevents them from listening, that prevents them from hearing correctly. وَإِن تَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَى الْهُدَى And if you call them to guidance, فَلَنْ يَهْتَدُوا إِذًا أَبَدًا Then they will never ever obtain guidance. Now in this ayah is a severe warning. Because how does it begin? A person who is reminded of the ayat of Allah. 
but he does not pay attention to them anymore. He's not interested in them anymore. And as a result, what happens? The tawfiq to understand, the tawfiq to listen, the tawfiq to improve is also taken away from him. Ibn Qayyim, he said, that wallahi ma khawfi dhunuba fa innaha la'ala tariq al-afwi wal-ghufrani. That by Allah, my fear is not concerning sins. Because they're on their way to, inshallah, forgiveness and pardon from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When a person commits a sin, then he hopes that Allah will forgive him. وَإِنَّمَا أَخْشَنْ سِلَاخَ الْقَلْبِ مِنْ تَحْكِيمِ هَذَا الْوَحْيِ وَالْقُرْآنِ But what I do fear is the leaving of the heart. In silakh, remember? In salakha minha, the snake leaving its shell. So this is what I fear, that my heart would leave this Qur'an or this wahi that Allah has sent. Because that is one of the greatest punishments that a person is given. That a person leaves the Qur'an. He leaves the wahi. He does not pay any attention to it anymore. Because when he has left the Qur'an, then what's going to happen? There is no chance of going back. There is no chance of improving. There is no reflection. There is no calling yourself to account. And then the tawfiq is taken away from a person. So the more a person sins, the more he gets distanced from accepting the truth. فَلَمَّا زَاغُوا أَزَاغَ اللَّهُ قُلُوبَهُمْ I'rad is when a person's heart is not interested anymore. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I've heard. I don't want to know anymore. I've done enough. Obviously, this is only natural. The first time you listen to something, the first time you come across something, it affects you in a very strong way. But the next time you read it, perhaps it doesn't affect you in the same way. But it still has an effect on you. You still give attention to it. But the other is that a person does not have any interest in it. He's like, I don't care about it. I've had enough. I want to move on to something else. So this is what is dangerous. This insilaq, that leaving it behind and moving on to something else. وَرَبُّكَ الْغَفُورُ And your Lord is most forgiving. The Rahma, the possessor of mercy. Now a person may wonder that if there is a person such as the one mentioned in the ayah above, how come he's not punished immediately? Because remember at the time of the Prophet wasallam as well, there were people who were reminded by the Qur'an, but then they would not listen anymore. They would not believe anymore. They would not pay attention to the Prophet wasallam anymore or the Qur'an at all. So any person would wonder, then how come such people are allowed to continue the way they want? How come they're given their freedom? Why doesn't Allah punish them immediately? Allah says that He is ghafoor. He is forgiving. He conceals the sins and He overlooks them. And He is the Rahma, He is a possessor of mercy, He shows kindness. لَوْ يُؤَاخِذُهُمْ If He was to seize them, who? The people. بِمَا كَسَبُوا Because of what they had earned. If the people were to be seized immediately for their sins, then what would happen? لَعَجَّلَهُمُ الْعَذَابِ Then surely He would hasten the punishment for them. In other words, they would be punished in the dunya. That the moment a person would turn away, he would be punished right there and then. But this is not the way of Allah. Allah gives time. He gives respite. لَعَجَّلَ لَهُمُ الْعَذَابِ بَلْ لَهُمْ مَوْعِدٌ Rather for them is an appointment. What is mawid? A time that has been promised. A place that has been promised. 
So for them is a mawid lay yajidu min dunihi mawila from which they will never find an escape. What is mawil? It's from the root letters waw hamza lam. And wa'il is to take refuge. And mawil is a place of refuge and asylum. So lay yajidu min dunihi mawila, they will not find from it any escape. Meaning when that time comes, when the time of punishment comes, then they will not be able to avoid it. So we see in this ayah, the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He has set for the retribution of people. That He does not punish them immediately. He lets them do whatever they wish. And if He were to punish people in this dunya, then what would happen? As we have learned earlier, that مَا تَرَكَ عَلَيْهَا عَلَى ظَهْرِهَا مِن دَابَّ that on the surface of the earth he would not leave even a single dabba because of the punishment that would be inflicted on the people in the dunya. وَتِلْكَ الْقُرَى And those cities, أَهْلَكْنَاهُمْ We destroyed them. When? لَمَّا ظَلَمُوا When they did zulm. Take lesson from the people of the past, from history. That look at all of those qura, all of those towns to whom the prophets were sent. Like for example, Prophet Hud Prophet Salih Lut Many other prophets were sent to the people. But what happened? Ahlaknahum. We destroyed them. When? Lamma zalamu. When they did zulm. Meaning eventually their time did expire. So a person should not become oblivious of his end. He should not think that if I'm not being punished right now, then certainly what I'm doing is right. تِلْكَ الْقُرَىٰ أَهْلَكْنَاهُمْ لَمَّا ظَلَمُوا وَجَعَلْنَا And we have made لِمَهْلِكِهِمْ For their destruction مَوْعِدًا An appointed time. For every individual and nation, there is an appointed time of its death and destruction. And there is wisdom behind that. If he wishes, he can hasten the punishment. And if he wishes, he can delay it. But when the punishment comes, then it cannot be deferred. A person cannot avoid it. And this is the reason why Nuh السلام, he warned his people that يَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ مِن ذُنُوبِكُمْ وَيُؤَخِرْكُمْ إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ مُسَمَّى إِنَّ أَجَلَ اللَّهِ إِذَا جَاءَ لَا يُؤَخَّرُ لَوْ كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ He warned his people that when the term will expire, when your time will come, then it cannot be deferred. It cannot be avoided. لَوْ كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ Therefore, before it's too late, before the time expires, what should a person do? What should a person do? Take heed and change himself, improve himself. Because no one remains in this dunya forever. Ultimately, each person is going back. We listen to the recitation of these ayat. وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمَ فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسَ كَانَ مِنَ الْجِنِّ إِلَّا إِبْلِيسَ كَانَ مِنَ الْجِنِّ فَفَسَقَ عَنْ أَمْرِ رَبِّهِ أَفَتَتَّخِذُونَهُ وَذُرِّيَّتَهُ بِئْسَ 
اشهدتهم خلق السماوات والارض ولا خلق انفسهم وما كنت متخذ المضلين عبدا ويوم يقول نادوا شركائي الذين زعمتم فدعوهم فلم يستجيبوا لهم فدعوهم فلم يستجيبوا لهم وجعلنا بينهم موبقا ورأى المجرمون النار فظنوا أنهم مواقعوها ولم يجدوا عنها مصرفا ولقد صرفنا في هذا القرآن للناس من كل مثل وكان الإنسان أكثر شيء جدلا وما منع الناس أن يؤمنوا إذ جاءهم الهدى ويستغفروا ربهم إلا أن تأتيهم سنة الأولين أو يأتيهم وما نرسل المرسلين إلا مبشرين ومنذرين ويجادل الذين كفروا بالباطل ليدحضوا به الحق واتخذوا آياتي وما أنذروا هزوا ومن أظلم من بآيات ربه فأعرض عنها ونسي ما قدمت يداه إنا جعلنا على قلوبهم أكنة أن يفقهوه وفي آذانهم وقرا وإن تدعهم إلى الهدى فلن يهتدوا أبدا وربك الغفور ذو الرحمة لو يؤاخذهم بما كسبوا لعجل لهم العذاب بل لهم موعد لن يجدوا من دونه موئلا وتلك القرى أهلكناهم لم ظلموا وجعلنا وجعلنا لمهلكهم موعدا if you look at it shaitan also did jadal right? and the human being is also very excessive when it comes to jadal and if a person continues to do jadal and he does not accept then what happens he turns away from the dhikr of Allah and nasiya ma qaddamat yada. Because what's the objective in jadal? When a person is arguing, what is he trying to do? Prove himself right and prove the other wrong. That what you're saying, I don't want to accept it. What you're telling me to do, I'm not going to do it. And this leads to turning away from the commands of Allah. The reason behind jadal, the reason behind fighting and disputing is what? Arrogance. Why should I accept? It doesn't make sense to me. My aql. My intellect is greater. And arrogance is something that Allah does not like. And arrogance leads to depriving a person of what is right. 
there is a contrast between the creation like you see the angels very obedient and the jinn typically being extremely disobedient and the human being has the potential to do a lot of jadal but he has the choice to either go in the way of obedience or go in the way of disobedience the angels are mentioned that fasajadu they prostrated without any jadal but we see that iblis he refused jadal is something that people are naturally inclined to وَكَانَ الْإِنسَانُ أَكْثَرَ شَيْءٍ This is a part of human nature. But it's about how you use this ability, how you channelize it. Either you use it to fight and argue against what is right, or you use it to argue against what is wrong. And the example is given of the previous people that what did they do with their intelligent brains? They argued against the messengers. لِيُدْحِضُوا بِهِ الْحَقَّ just like we learned that a uh, human being is very arjul by nature. But again, that you can use in a positive way and also in a negative way. Okay? Okay, we will end over here. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayka. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.